Welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast, where you'll discover that when it comes to your health, you're so much more powerful than you've been led to believe. And now, your host. She's a holistic nutrition and lifestyle coach, chef, author, and yogi, Christine Ocasey. Hello, and welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast. I'm Christine Ocasey. Thanks so much for listening. When it comes to taking care of ourselves, you can make good progress when you work at the level of your body. And when you work with the mind, there's tremendous benefit as well. But when you find modalities that work at the more subtle levels of our being, the emotional and energetic planes, well, that's where you can tap into a very powerful dimension of accelerated healing and deep transformation. It's why I'm so excited for today's special guest, Lauren Fonville, an accredited EFT practitioner and energy mind shift coach. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, a healing modality long recognized for reducing pain, anxiety, unwanted behaviors, and so much more. Lauren is also a trauma-informed yoga teacher and certified Reiki practitioner. On today's show, we dive into the hows and whys of adding EFT to our self-care toolkit literally gives us the experience of how our own powerful self-healing capabilities are right at our fingertips. I can't wait for you to listen to this amazing conversation. To learn more about Lauren and how to work with her, please visit her website at www.mindshiftwithlauren.com. And if you do like the episode, I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, please do so. It helps me keep the podcast growing. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the episode. Hi, Lauren. So great to have you here today. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Yeah, this is cool. So I'd love to know when you first became interested in the work that you do, yoga, energy healing, and EFT. Yeah. So my story really begins with with my own healing journey. And I was under a lot of stress and experiencing a lot of anxiety. And I started to have panic attacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was right around the same time that we had found out that my husband was going to deploy. He's in the Navy. And up until that point, you know, I think it's safe to say I was a I was an anxious person. I was an anxious kid, but it was always something that I felt I had a handle on, you know, Mm. and then once we got that news that he was going to deploy, everything went out the window and I just like that panic set in. And so I really wanted to find some natural ways to make myself feel better. Mm -hmm. And I first found myself in a yoga class. And that particular day, there was a poster about becoming a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. And something deep within me was just screaming, you have to do this. So I signed up for that. And and that was the first step that opened a whole bunch of doors to the world of of energy. I was then introduced to meditation and sound healing and Reiki Mm -hmm. uh, and eventually EFT. And so I really utilized all of these different modalities on myself first. Mm-hmm. And then because they were so helpful to me, I really became passionate about sharing them with others. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I can totally relate to that. I always got, you know, once we start to learn and notice the changes in our own lives, it's like, people need to know this, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's, it's beautiful, right? So I'd love if, you know, haven't had anyone, uh, any expert on the show talk about EFT. I'd love if you would just give us a little foundation for it so that we can understand and, and, and specifically how it changed your life. Like what yeah, are the, yeah, definitely. what's the power behind it? So EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques, and it is this process of gently tapping on certain parts of your body while simultaneously acknowledging the emotions that you're feeling. And I know that that can sound weird if you've never heard of it before, this idea of tapping, like literally tapping on yourself. I know that when I was first introduced to it, I thought, okay, that's some weird that's some weird stuff, you know. Um, but it, it has been shown to help with a wide variety of conditions, ranging from anxiety, stress, overwhelm to uh, physical pain, and even PTSD. Mm-hmm. And that's not me just saying that. There is a lot of science that that backs that up, and I think I think that's part of the reason why I love it so much. I, you know, there's other healing modalities like Reiki that I love too, but there isn't as much science, and mm. so. Mm, yeah, know. I'm with I, you. I know. I'm, I'm kind of a geek that way. Yeah. yeah. And I, I am definitely a very curious person. So I wanted to understand mm. why. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, so, you know, you tap on these certain points, you talk about how you're feeling, and it helps to it helps to release some of the emotion associated with whatever you've you've got going on. And so when I talk about it, I like to compare it to acupuncture simply because people yeah. are more familiar with acupuncture. So when you go to an acupuncturist, they take those tiny little needles and they put them in at certain points of your body. And the points that they put them in at are called the endpoints of the meridians, right? Yeah. And so the meridians are how energy moves through the body. Yes. And now instead of, of putting needles in, what we're doing is applying acupressure. So we're lightly tapping and applying pressure to some of these same points and doing so helps to calm the body, which, you know, when the body is calm, you can have a calm mind mm-hmm. and then you can think from a more clear place. And when you yes. think differently, you feel differently. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Brilliant. A little snippet of what it is. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and so, you know, you mentioned um, some of those major health conditions, very common, you know, health challenges that we are facing anxiety, um, pain, uh, worry. I mean, it's, 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 I think, you know, the folks I have on this podcast, it's, it's just so beautiful that now more than ever, you know, uh, we are looking for so many more options on the menu, if you will, to really take care of ourselves at that deeper level, at holistic, a genuinely holistic level. So I love the way that you connect when the body and the mind are calm. Well, everything just works better. And then we can feel differently and move through our experiences differently. So can you share specifically how EFT helps you with your anxiety and with your panic? Right. So a little bit of the science behind it is that as you're tapping on these points, what's Mm -hmm. happening is a message is being sent to the amygdala and the amygdala is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight. And that part of the brain is there to protect us, right? When Mm -hmm. we're in a situation where we need to fight back or we need to run away. Mm -hmm. But when, when we're talking about stress, right. And, and you're having that, those same physical reactions, the heart racing and uh, you know, feeling just overwhelmed and like you have weight on your shoulder and that's happening on a daily basis. That's obviously not healthy. Right. Right. So what's happening is as you tap on these points, a message is being sent to the amygdala saying, Hey, you don't need to be in fight or flight right now. And it has been shown to reduce the amount of cortisol and cortisol is the stress hormone. Okay. 
by up to 43%. And that was a study that was done by Dr. Peter Stapleton. And that was a group tapping session. And I believe the tapping was for about an hour. But wow. the fact that the answers are literally at your fingertips. <laughs> Love that. And that it, it can reduce cortisol by that much. I mean, that's a huge percentage, a percentage, and it's going to shift how you feel because if you if you don't have that cortisol rump, running through your body, you can feel calmer and more in control. Absolutely, that's profound. Yeah, yeah. and so for me, I mean, just you know, simply learning the points, learning how to tap. It, it helps me to it helps me to process my my emotions, process my thoughts, so that I can find freedom from it. Right? It's called mm-hmm. emotional freedom technique, and it really helps you do just that. It helps you find freedom from your emotions because, mm-hmm. you know, we as humans we have all of these thoughts that are running in our head day after day. Most of the time, they're the same thoughts every day. Right? Right. Right. And um, and when those thoughts are, are negative thoughts, they can really begin to take a toll. But when you allow yourself the time and the space to acknowledge what those thoughts are and how they're making you feel, yes. it can really make a profound difference. And something as simple as just saying the thought out loud as you're mm-hmm. tapping on these points, something begins to shift. There's that cognitive shift that begins to happen and you're like, wait a second, you know, like that Mm. felt really true a few minutes ago, but now that feels not so true, or that feels weird, or I feel confused about that, you know, Mm. and it's simply taking the time to pause, allow yourself to feel it. And it can, you can move through it as opposed to, you know, there's this thought, you don't like the thought. So you push it down, you distract yourself. Yeah. think about it. And, you know, maybe that works for the short term, but then it comes back up again and then you feel it again, you know? And so instead of running from it, this is allowing you to go through it. To go through. And that's the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That's profound. Thank you. So is this something that um, in general, you know, that folks would pick up, um, you know, like in the heat of the moment, you know, when they feel triggered by something or they're, or they're just noticing a, a, you know, dramatic shift in mood or, or, or their experience, or is this something more along the lines of meditation where you kind of emphasize consistency and practice? Yeah. So like any modality, I think it's more effective when you're using it on a regular basis and you're more likely to actually use it when you are being triggered, if you're doing it on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but you can use it either way. You can, uh, you can definitely use it when you're, when you're feeling triggered and you're, you're noticing that the anxiety is coming up or the stress is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also use it on a daily basis so that you're, you know, you're, you're not letting those things fester um, yeah. and get to the point where they're really impacting you, whether that be physically or, or emotionally. So I, I would always recommend doing it more regularly. Yes, of course. Thank you. Consistency is always out of the magic and a lot of these modalities. Um, but you mentioned the study was done for an, an hour long session of tapping. That's quite long. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you, when people start to, and, you know, get introduced to tapping, what is it? What are, what are those time lengths? So let's say that they work with a coach like you and they have a session with you and maybe you give them homework, I'm assuming, or some things to practice, right? I mean, I always encourage, I always encourage people to practice, but I don't like mandate homework because it, <laughs> I do feel like it really has to be something 
you want to do. That's a big part of, of tapping. It can't be like, okay, I got to go tap now. And, and you're thinking about what you're going to have for dinner later, but you're tapping on the points and saying the words. No, you need to really good point be in the, in the place where you're allowing yourself to feel the feels and, uh, and yeah. allow yourself to, to go there. That's, that's an important part of it, but you do not, you do not need to tap for an hour to reap the benefits from this. Um, mm-hmm. You can, you know, I always tell people, even if it's like just for a couple minutes, you know, attach it. If you're, if you're trying to start a new habit, obviously attaching it to a current habit is, is the way to go. So yes. if you're somebody who takes a shower first thing in the morning, maybe while you're in the shower and you got the shampoo in your hair, you can do a few rounds of tapping in there and, you know, and, that, and that's it. You're just, you know, maybe you're worried about something that's happening today, or maybe you're thinking about something that bothered you from yesterday and you can just tap and talk and uh, release some of that. That's awesome. Okay. Really good to know. Very practical, very actionable in that regard. Okay. So, um, you know, can you, you, I, no one can see on video, but you're, you're tapping actually, you know, almost, you know, automatically on certain points of your hand and everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, can you tell us how, you know, you decide which areas of the body to tap on based on, I guess, whatever emotions or situations you're helping a client with? So the protocol is the same points every time. So it's not like, oh, you tap on your eyes if you're dealing with one thing or the other. No, it's like you tap on all of the points and it's called a round of tapping and you're basically moving in a circle. I'm, I can, I can describe where the points are if you would like me to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So the first point is on the pinky side of the hand and it can be okay. either, either hand. So you use one hand to tap on the pinky side of the other hand. Okay. Um, that's the first point. The second point is right at the crown of the head, right in the center. Mm-hmm. So I like to have an open palm as I'm tapping on that point. So if you think when you go to the doctor and they're measuring how tall you are, where that stick comes down and hits you in the head. Like that's okay. where you want to be tapping. Okay. I'm not growing anymore, unfortunately. I don't do that too much anymore. <laughs> Thank you for that reference though. <laughs> the, the start of the eyebrows. So the insides of the eyebrows, right where, your, yeah, right where the eyebrows start. So okay. you can use both hands on and do both sides, or you can take an index finger and a oh. middle finger and kind of tap on both points with one hand. Either way works. Yes. Um, then you can come to the side of the eyes. So like on the bone, right to the side of the eyes, not so close to your eyes that you're making yourself blink or anything like that. Okay. You always want to, um, you know, obviously make sure you have clean hands when you're doing this, you want to be taking responsibility for your emotional well-being, Um, and, and just notice how you're feeling as we tap on some of these points, because, some of them we naturally t- we naturally touch. So these points that we're tapping right now on the sides of the eyes, this could be a point that you naturally, like if you're sitting at your desk and you're overwhelmed during the day and you're just like, ah, you know, you kind of like go to your temples. And now this <laughs> you do in front of the temples, but um, it's the same idea. Like, you know, we're naturally coming to this point because when we do, again, we're, it's sending that message to the brain. Hey, don't need to be making all that cortisol. Don't need okay. to be sending that into the body. Yes. Um, and some of the points you're just not going to be naturally drawn to. So mm-hmm. the next point is underneath the eyes on the bone, underneath the eyes on mm-hmm. both sides. Mm-hmm. And then next is under the nose, kind of at that 90 degree angle where the nose comes together with the lip. Mm-hmm. And so I'm bringing my index finger and my middle finger here to tap. But some people also like to bring their finger like long ways, almost like you're making a mustache, right? Uh-huh. And tap it and tapping that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's totally up to you. There's no wrong way of tapping. Mm, and then okay. the next 
Yeah. yeah. The next point is on the chin crease. So that little like line between the lip and the tip of the chin. Yes. And same thing with this one. You could do it with the pads of the index finger and um, middle finger, or you can do it with the side of the side of the finger, whatever feels best. Yeah. The next points are right under the collarbone. So on both sides, we have like this, if we come to like the center of the neck, we come down a little bit mm-hmm. and over about an inch and a half, two inches. So you're really on the fleshy part underneath mm-hmm. the collarbone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just tapping with either hand or both hands on each point. Mm-hmm. You can also bring your hand, one hand over your, like into the center and you're kind of really stretching the index finger and the thumb as far apart as they can go. And you can just tap with the one hand and the index finger will be touching one point and the thumb will be touching another point. Nice. And then the next one is underneath the arm. So for, for women, this is the, like the side of the bra strap underneath the arm for men, it's about two and a half inches from the armpit. And so you can tap on one side uh, and then you can go to the other under the other arm and tap the other way. You could also give yourself a hug and tap both Uh points at the same time, or Uh you could use the same hand for each side. So you're kind of like, you know, tapping, looking like a little bit like a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I know this one's a little weird. Yeah. You gotta have some like flexibility to do that. Yeah. (laughs) And then the last point that I like to tap on is called, it's called the gamut point. It is on the back side of the hand between the pinky and the ring finger. And again, it's either hand. It doesn't matter which one I tend to like to bring my hand onto my heart and then tap on that space between the pinky and the ring finger. And that's it. And so that's called a round of tapping because we're really kind of moving in that circular, circular motion. So Mm -hmm. if you're feeling stressed or anxious, even if you find one of those points, you really like, um, you can just, you know, you can just tap on that one point. You could even just apply pressure, just squeeze that one point. Right. Um, and, and it will send that message to the brain to reduce the amount of cortisol and do some deep breathing. So if, if that's all you take away from this, then, then that could be worth it. That in itself, that just like in the heat of the moment, okay, I'm going to squeeze this point or put pressure on this point, take some deep breaths and know that that's, you know, supportive to me. Um, but then Amazing. there's the, the added, you know, the next layer of this would then be to add on how you're, how you're feeling the emotions that, that are you're dealing with. So if you're, if we're talking about feeling anxious, we would, mm-hmm. we would you know, say something like, even though I'm feeling anxious, I love and accept myself. And you would say that three times while you're tapping on the pinky side of the hand. And then we move from point to point and we would just say, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling anxious. And you're tapping on the points as you're saying that phrase again and again. And then you're noticing, you're paying attention to what's going on in your body. You're noticing if you if there's a particular part of your body that really is carrying that anxiety. Um, you're noticing if other thoughts come up, maybe it's Maybe it's a project at work that's that's making you feel anxious. Maybe something totally what you feel like is totally unrelated comes mm. to mind. Um, and and a lot of the time when that happens, when a memory perhaps pops up of something that you feel like, oh, that's not related to this. There's no mm. way that mm. something from when I was, you know, a memory from when I was six years old right. suddenly right. comes to mind. it's coming for a reason and you got to trust that like your subconscious mind is bringing that up to your conscious mind for a reason. And that's to explore it. And that's what this work really does. And so you really never know where a session is going to go um, and what's going to arise, but we, we 
just kind of follow it and we, and we go with the flow and, and we see where it leads. And that's kind of the beauty of working with a practitioner who can really guide you through the practice. Yeah. I think that's really um, an important element, I think, to take this work at, to those deeper, you know, more subconscious issues. So you mentioned anxiety. We talk about, you know, worry or overwhelm related to maybe something situational. What about sort of core woundings, you know, that, you know, let's say a lot of us have been on, you know, doing a lot of inner work and we know that we have some, you know, trauma or wounding, let's say around, um, abandonment. Let's just pick Mm -hmm. a really big one, right? Because that gets to the heart of so many of our supposed modern day struggles go back to this root, you know, of our, how we relate to ourselves and and the life that we're living. So let's just say we have an awareness Mm -hmm. that, you know, um, when I, when, when these patterns are happening in my life, my life, you know, I have a sense that this is bringing up some old stuff. Where do you begin with tapping with something like that? Because I understand if you've got a craving, if you've got a deadline, you know, if you've got a chronic pain issue, we can go into the work very tactfully that way. Mm -hmm. How does EFT, I want to show your expertise in working at these deeper level issues. Right. So I I just want to say that like sometimes, so you may know that you have this this abandonment issue. Um, and you may have certain memories of, of specific things that have happened in your past that are contributing to that. Um, but maybe you, but maybe you don't, maybe you just, you know, maybe you just, so you just start, you start there, you start wherever you're at. So if the feeling is that I have this fear of abandonment, I have a fear that they're going to leave me. We start there. We would use whatever words it is that that you want that you feel um, are are most pertinent, right? And and that's important too. Using using your own words. There are there are lots of videos, uh, tapping videos on on YouTube, right? And I I make them myself because they can be yes. a really great tool for people to to for to know where to get started. But when right. we're talking about doing deeper work, it's really important to be using your own words because when you're watching a video what the person is saying might not actually reflect how you're really feeling. Um, and there's a disconnect there. So using your own words. So whatever those words may be, like, I'm, I'm scared, they're going to abandon me. Mm-hmm. And you say that again, and again, we could tune, there's lots of different ways we could go with it, we could tune into our body and notice if there's, if there's a feeling in your in your body, maybe it feels like, there's a mm-hmm. hole in my heart, right? Mm-hmm. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Then you could tap, you could tap on how it physically feels. Or maybe um, you know, you're 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 tapping on the fear of them leaving you, and then maybe some some sudden anger starts to come to the surface. Like maybe you're angry at yourself for feeling that way, right? right. So yeah. The, the anger. It's it's very much an organic process for yeah. each individual as to where it goes and what is coming up to the surface. Um, and it's never going to be the same for for any two people. Thank you. So is it is it kind of like a stream of consciousness, you know, um, process where you know you're just noticing and and almost naming and noting like what's arising in that moment, whether that be a thought, emotion, or a sensation. Is that really? Yeah. Whatever, whatever is, is feeling most prominent. And so what the way that it works is that when you start a session, if we're talking about this fear of abandonment, for example, mm-hmm. how how intense is that for you when you think about it? Is it like a 10 on this on a scale of one to 10 that you're mm-hmm. really 
scared that this is going mm-hmm. to happen and it's really overwhelming? Or is it more of a three or a four? And you, you gauge yourself there so that then as we move through the practice, we can see where there, where that number is at and how things have shifted so yeah. that you can, can have something com- to compare it to. Because some, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're working on something, something that feels so intense in the beginning yeah. and then move on and, and, oh, it feels better. And you're like, I wasn't actually that bad. (laughs) Like that, the apex effect. So it's like really allowing yourself to get real honest. How is it? How is it feeling? And then checking back in so you can track that progress as you move along. Thank you. It's, it's very, um, sort of radically honest, you know, um, with you being, you know, with your experience, right. And it's really runs counter to what our, kind of our nervous system wants to do. Our nervous system wants to just, you know, stuff it away, as you said, or minimize it or just ignore it altogether. Or in the work that, you know, I work with when it comes to, you know, lifestyle habits, this is really at the root of all those quote unquote, you know, coping mechanisms that we were trying to shift, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons that we're not cognitively aware of as to why we react certain ways to, to different things or, or why we act in certain ways. There's lots, yeah. you know, all of the things from our past are impacting us in the present. And sometimes we need to unpack some of that and, and bring some light to it. And when you do, that can create some awareness and the awareness creates that shift. And the other thing I really love about it is it, it is radically honest, but it's incredibly intimate. I mean, just the, as you describe it, it's a very tender process, you know, of, um, of going within at this level. And um, I think what's, what's really clear is that there's some built-in compassion, you know, around the whole process. Cause, you know, and I'm sure you, you see this in other, you know, areas of, of the work, you know, that we do around transformation, there's this kind of got to fix myself, you know, and, you know, got to get to the root of the problem. And it, it's almost, I don't know, it can be a little um, self-defeating in some ways because we're kind of in that blame, something's wrong. I got to fix myself, you know, and what I love about the notion of, of what you're talking about in the approach is it's shed, you said, shed some light on it, mm-hmm. you know, just bring it into the light, bring it into your light really, right? Which means that it it's something that wants to be seen. It's something that wants to come to the level of our awareness so that we can have a different, you know, um, meaning of what's happening and therefore evolve as opposed to your problem to be solved type mentality. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, it, and I think what I also really love about it is that it's such a gentle process. Yes. So if you know that you have experienced trauma, right? Maybe trauma in your, in your childhood, mm-hmm. you do not have to dive into that, right? If you do right. not, you can even, you don't even need to, to verbalize what it was that happened with the practitioner. You can actually, you can actually, as long as you can feel, you know what you're feeling, right? You could give it, give it a code, a code word, like the thing that happened in the car, that thing oh. that happened in the car. And so you, you use those words, but as long as you know what the feeling is, you know, you never have to share anything that you're not comfortable sharing, that you're not willing to share um, or that you don't, or maybe that you can't even share because it's right. 
brings up some of that 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 trauma, right? So it's yes. a very gentle, very very gentle approach, and and I like to to say that mm. um, it, it creates space is what is really what it does. So if you mm. think about that trauma that you experienced, and we've all experienced trauma on some level, whether it's you know big trauma or or little trauma. And, and then you come back to the present day and you have, and you're exposed to some sort of trigger that brings back, brings you back in time, right. To all of the sensations that you experienced from that, that trauma. So it's almost as if you're, you're feeling it in your body as if it's happening again, even though it happened a long time ago, or perhaps. Yes. So what tapping can do is it doesn't, it doesn't change the memory or um, erase the memory or anything like that, but it creates this space between the memory and the physical sensation in the body so that eventually you can get to the point where you can be exposed to that trigger, whether it's a sound or a smell or somebody saying something, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and not have that physical reaction in your body where, you know, your heart is racing and wow. you feel like you're, you feel like you're back in time and you're experiencing it all over again. It helps to create space so that you don't have to go through that. Oh my gosh, that's that's a fantastic explanation. Thank you. I really got that. I really got that because like you said, if you feel differently in your body around the trigger, then your reaction will be different. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's why the, the study that there was a study that was done of um, veterans who experienced P, who were diagnosed with PTSD and they did tapping with, with um, I believe it was one-on-one tapping with each of them for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that study, 90% of the people in that group had a reduction in their PTSD symptoms. Wow. Wow. Yeah, which is a huge, which is huge. And some of them so much so that they weren't even technically diagnosed with PTSD anymore, because the symptoms weren't there. And then they went back and they checked in with them again, three months later, and it was the same thing, the same reduction. And then again, six months later, and and they still had a reduction in the symptoms. So it's, uh, it's a it's a powerful, powerful tool if you if you are ready and willing to go there and, and really allow yourself to, to feel the feelings, which I know for a lot of people can be a scary thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, why would I invite in the sadness (laughs) or invite in the anger? Right. And it's like, you've just spent so much time trying to avoid that. And yeah, maybe a lifetime. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, and so the idea of, of allowing yourself to feel that is can almost be paralyzing for some people. And sometimes that's where you start, right? Even though I don't want to feel this, like I'm scared to feel it or whatever okay. it is, wherever it really, the tapping meets you where you are. So you work with the resistance even. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Even though this doesn't feel like I'm really going to get anything out of it, I'm going to give it a try anyway. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. right? That kind right. of thing. Yeah, exactly. I love it. it. When I'm working with kids, it's like, even though this is really silly and I'm tapping (laughs) myself on the head and I, like, whatever it is, let's just say it. Let's just bring some words to it. What are you feeling right now? You know? Cool. So cool. I love it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So I'd love to know in your own words, you know, um, you've shared a lot already, but I think you have more to offer that would help us understand like, I always ask this question to folks who are working with different modalities at such a deep level. In your own words, what is the mind-body connection? Hmm. The mind-body connection. For me, it's it's really about the alignment, the, the like feeling like like you're you're in alignment and allowing yourself the the gift 
of, of, of the silence mm-hmm. um, to, to really listen to how you're feeling, asking yourself, how do I feel right now? And when, and when the answer is like, I'm feeling great, what am I, what am I thinking about? So we're making a connection there. Huh. And then when the answer is I'm not feeling great. Okay. What are we thinking about? So that you can make a connection there and maybe doing that a couple times a day. And so that you're really awesome. recognizing what you're thinking about and then how it feels in your body when you're thinking about that. And so with that, when you have that type of awareness, um, you know, of course, you're going to want to be feeling better, right? We all want to feel good. That's what this is all yeah. about. It's all about like feeling, feeling yeah. good. And That's so when right. you have the awareness around, around your thoughts and, and the, um, you know, the thoughts create the feelings and the feelings create the actions and the actions create the results. And so it's allowing yourself, allowing yourself to feel mm. and, and making mm. those connections. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Life changing, you know, really getting into, as I say, in into the driver's seat, you know, to, to live much more, um, and create much more consciously, right? So you're not. Yeah. But Okay. So chronic pain, uh, you do work with folks with chronic illness and, um, you know, I've worked with some folks who really struggle with pain, Mm -hmm. um, due to injury or, um, a chronic health condition. How can it help with that? Because yeah. I know studies that show that the pain alleviation is big in terms mm-hmm. of the benefits. Yeah. And so when talking about pain, I always want to say, you know, the pain is real. It's not that the pain is not real. Thank you. Right. right. That's right. Real. Um, but there are emotional contributors to physical pain. Okay. And, and tapping can help to unearth those if you're not if you're if you're not aware or create awareness around around some of those um and it, when when working with someone that has that has chronic pain it's a lot about well how does it make you feel that you're in this pain right how how long have you been dealing with it what's what was going on in your life when when it happened and uh, taking the answers to the to those questions and really just being curious okay being curious about you know what what might be going on right um another question is um how how has this pain like being in pain how has that served you in some way yeah. which can which can be a uh, a toughie, right? Yeah, and touchy too because people are like, "What? I, I don't do that, right? I don't, I don't, I don't benefit from this at all, right? <laughs> right?" Um, but yeah, I, I get it. But you know, sometimes, sometimes there are, sometimes there are things that we, when you really pause and think and think about that, you know, it's there can be an there could be an answer to that question, and and when there is an answer to that question it can create some real pause and, and in doing so I've, I've seen it create a shift in the, in the physical level of pain. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I had a, mm-hmm. a session with a woman who was, it was actually a, a group. It was a group that I was um, demonstrating EFT to, and they were, it was a support group for people that had fibromyalgia. And I asked for a volunteer and this woman volunteered and she was telling me that her pain and her knees was so bad. And, She'd been on the couch for like three days because she really couldn't move around because she was in so much pain. And we did, I mean, maybe 20 minutes of tapping and 
she was blown away. She's yeah. like, she was like this, I don't understand. You know, she was like, yes, like, yes, yes. What is happening? <laughs> and, um, and she was really surprised by the results. So even if you're skeptical, I tell people, even if you're skeptical, beautiful. you know, you get to a point where if you're in pain and you've tried all sorts of different things to try and get out of pain and it hasn't worked, why not try one more, right? Like there's no Absolutely. negative side effects to this. Um, and right. it could be the thing that, that moves the needle for you. So if you have an open mind, I always tell people to have, you know, an open mind, be willing, willing to, to go there, willing to feel it. And more times than not, you're going to, you're going to feel a, feel a difference. Thank you. That's a great example. Yeah. Um, so is there a common, um, you know, when it comes to energy healing, the, mo- the modality of working with the energy body and all of that, is there any common misunderstanding that you feel very strongly about clearing up? You know, just in, in your experience, you want to make sure that people understand when we're working with the level of energy, this is what it isn't, this is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I am always want to be very clear that like, I am guiding you on your own healing journey. I am not doing the healing, right? Like, Beautiful. You you have the answers within. We all have the answers within, and sometimes it, it it we need a little help accessing them, and that's what this work is all about. It's uncovering what is already there. Mm, that's great. Thank you so much. And um, you know, we're work, we're living and navigating really challenging times these days. You know, we're working with the mind is something that has become more and more mainstream, thankfully, right? For lots of all kinds of reasons. Um, What's inspiring and giving you hope around that movement today that you're just observing and maybe is at the core of why you do what you do, really? Yeah. I mean, I think there's an innate goodness inside of all of us. And um, by, by being more open to, to, practices like this, like meditation, anything that's going to allow you to go within, I think that there is going to be an undeniable, beautiful result because of that. You know, yeah. if we, there, there's just such, there's just such power that can come from, from the stillness. Mm. Um, and I think, I think the more too, that we, that we share these practices with, with kids, um, and that they are learning them from a from a younger age, the easier it's going to be for the <laughs> for the next generation. That's amazing. I think it's it's life changing. Um, you know, it it really is so much at more additive to what has been more um, commonly known. You know, and, and not to say anything negative at all about conventional therapy or or mainstream you know psychological you know um, approaches, but it bringing in the body. You know, in in so many different ways, the somatic component essentially, I think is something that I, I really am appreciating more and more just the power of that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these practices a hundred percent complement, you know, therapy or any Good. other regular, you know, mainstream thing. You know, a lot of my clients I see me in addition to a therapist and addition to, you know, their other doctors, it's fantastic. It's just, yeah. It's an added, added practice. Oh, so good. Thank you. Um, so Lauren, is there anything maybe that you all wanted to tell our listeners that, you know, you haven't had a chance to yet? 
Well, if you are, are someone who is, you know, struggling with anxiety or overwhelm, stress, physical pain, any of that, I just, I just invite you to, to try this practice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, if you're curious about it, I encourage people to like, to ask me questions, to reach out. I'm always here to, to support people however I can. I do have a, uh, a free masterclass on my website and you can access that by going to mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. Awesome. And, um, and yeah, like don't give up, don't give up on trying something that's going to have to trying to find the thing that's going to help you feel better. And like mm-hmm. I said before, the answers are, are all within Um, and, and the answers are there. You just need to access them. So don't, don't give up. If you're someone who's, who's been struggling, keep, keep going after it. Great message. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate your time and, and all the amazing, you know, work that you do in the world. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.